Welcome to the Digital Euro Podcast by the Digital Euro Association. In this podcast, you will learn about the disruption of technology in the monetary and financial system. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the episode. Welcome to another podcast episode of the Digital Euro Association podcast, where we focus on digitization of money and on the different forms of digitized money. Today, we have a very special guest again, which is Miguel Fernandez Ordonez. He is the former president of the Spanish Central Bank. Before that, Miguel held different roles, for example, as a secretary of state for the economy, secretary of state for commerce and executive director of the International Monetary Fund. He was also appointed president of the Court of Defense of the competition of Spain. And before or between uh, 1995 and 1999, he was also president of the Commission of the National Electric System. So Miguel, you have had very different roles and uh, a very impressive career. And I'm very much uh, looking forward to our discussion today. And I'm so much happier to have you today on this call. So uh, welcome again, Miguel Fernandez Ordonez. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me in, in the DEA podcast. <laughs> yeah, we are very, very um, happy to have you as well uh, in our uh, Digital Euro Association, uh, where we focus on these pressing and very interesting topics of digitalization and digitization of money and payments. And I think you are a very uh, expert, obviously, uh, due to the different roles you had, but also because you have in the last months and years been very actively in writing articles and uh, providing uh, you know, thought leadership on this whole topic and especially on central bank digital currencies. And this is the topic that we want to focus on today, not only central bank digital currencies, also stable coins, but uh, this is uh, clearly where your focus lies. So I'm very happy to have you today. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Let's go. So maybe as a as a first question, and uh, this is rather maybe a personal question uh, to uh, help our listeners to understand why uh, you believe this is such a very important topic. Um, so why are you still interested in this whole debate about digitization of money, even though you would definitely deserve, you know, to settle down after your very impressive career? Um, so in, in the publications you have written, uh, it is... Uh, quite clear that you uh, somehow criticize the current money system. Uh, so what would be very interesting for me to understand and also for our audience is how did you get to this interest in, uh, you know, monetary alternatives and digitization of money? Well, I, I, I think it was very important uh, that I was governor during the great crisis of Lehman Brothers. And then uh, everything collapsed in Spain, but also in Germany, in United Kingdom, Netherlands, United States. And uh, we need to, well, nationalize, help the banks, a lot of taxpayer money. And then was a, a, a world disaster. And then the ideas that, uh, well, uh, the bankers were bad bankers, the regulators were bad, the supervisors were bad, I, I didn't like because when all <laughs> regulators, all bankers in the world are, 
there is something in the system that that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Is uh, and and you study and you see that we had in, in 80 years two big international systemic crises, no, depression and and the last one and and the IMF says that uh, we had national systemic crisis around 200 crises. Then then is uh, is uh, uh, I remember that this sensation had uh, uh, Mervyn King that was governor of the Bank of England. Uh, uh, he said that probably of all possible systems of money and banking, we have the worst of all. <laughs> because, uh, no, uh, and then I, I retired, but I, uh, well, the, the usual uh, place to go of a governor is to go to a board of a bank, a board of uh, insurance and so on. But I had, uh, well, sufficient savings to to survive (laughs) with a public pension, and I decided to study that. Why? Why uh, 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 it is possible to do anything to avoid this terrible crisis that we have suffered a lot and so on? And I began to to study that uh, from the beginning, and and I discovered many economists that uh, have thought that the, the system that we had, that is the fractional, banking system was bad and full of problems. It was a minority of economists, but uh, some of them very, very interesting. James Tobin, Milton Friedman, uh, uh, Hayek, one part of their life because uh, he was so important to think two <laughs> different things along his life. And and many, many Ludwig von Mises and even Ricardo, the last uh, paper that he published was, we need a safe money. We, uh, the secure money is the title of the, the last paper of Ricardo. The, then, and I discovered that, of course, the, 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 the problem was that we have a, an incredible uh, system where the role of the states and the role of the market are mixed and they are not best assigned. I mean, w- we have a bizarre system where the, the money that should be public is produced by private companies, banks. And the payments uh, are uh, uh, monopolized and the state give a monopoly to a private enterprises and you don't have competition. And, uh, and, and then so many, many interventions. And the, the state, who, something that we did at that time, before uh, the two, 2009, 2010, uh, Obama said, uh, created the G20 and said, well, this should not happen again. And then uh, they created the FSB, and uh, uh, from the steering committee of FSB that was uh, chaired by Draghi, but I was uh, participating in all uh, uh, sessions of the steering committee, we uh, we approved the Basel III. Mm-hmm. And the Basel III is an incredible amount of regulations is uh, is uh, that uh, if if you calculate the regulations of uh, dot frank law or capital directive in Europe that are the development of of of, of Basel III, they are around seven hundred thousand words. Uh, uh, sorry, two two million words. Seven thousand million words are the words of the Bible. Mm. Then that means that Basel. Uh, if a banker want to know what how to comply with all regulation he needs or she needs now <laughs> she needs to read uh, 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 three bibles <laughs> uh, and then 
And at that time, I thought, I, 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 I thought, uh, and I believed that the, the, the general diagnosis was, well, the market has failed, and then we need that the state intervene and protect and uh, increase the protections to the banks to avoid that we have that. And that diagnosis, uh, I, I saw that was wrong, was wrong. The market was not failed because w the, the system we have is not the market. The system we have is a, an incredible intervention of the state. And then, and then that's why now uh, everything is discussing because not uh, because people have seen the problems of stability of the problems of having an inefficient monetary policy, but of, for one thing that is uh, that everybody seen is the, the lack of innovation, the lack of competition in payment services, especially in payment services. That is only one side only one problem of the problems we have. But of course this problem was what has been the, the driver of this, well, the, the possibilities of making profits of many people, many initiatives, stable coins and so on and so on. No? And then, but, uh, but there are other public interests that are stability and efficient monetary policy and where go the senior age and so on and so on that are very important. Now they are not discussing. And then I, I, I studied that and I think that other other uh, driver of my, my idea of study this was that I was president of the antitrust court in Spain, the defense of competition. And then uh, what I, in my view, discovered is that the problem we have here is a problem of lack of competition. And then we, we have a, 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 an innovation, a process of innovation of technologies, and, and you need to liberalize, to, to use, to, to, to put, uh, and, and to use the new technologies. If not, you, we, we will not have that. If we could maintain the monopoly, and we do not uh, uh, accept that other companies could offer payment services, you'll never do that. Mm. And, and then my experience was to advise the government in the 90s to, to accelerate the liberalization of telecommunication, of transportation. And that's why I see this, what is happening now, is in fact like, a pro, like the, as a, an episode of liberalization of the payment sectors and the lending to families and small and medium enterprises. We have a regulated monopoly. You cannot make any payment without pass, uh, using a, a, a bank account. Uh, uh, the, the banks have a lot of protection that is typically in a regulated monopoly. They have lender of last resort. If they need liquidity, the state uh, have an apparatus to lend to you. No other financial or non-financial uh, enterprise have this privilege. Mm. And, uh, uh, and the other, the guarantee of deposits. You have guaranteed the financing by the state. And before the crisis in the States, you guarantee $100,000. Now you, you guarantee $250 mm. 
And it's the state, because of course the funds do not have enough money to cover that, no? And it's the state, and, and, uh, and, and you need, and we saw resolution funds, and you need money uh, uh, from taxpayers to bail out banks, and then the, the amount of, of interventions, no? And even the intervention in the market by the by the by the central banks, no, we have seen buying the central banks trillions of bonds and so on, and all these problems could be uh, do not exist if you have sovereign money, hmm. if you have CBDC or a stable coin and so on. And that's why I I will w w center in the idea of CBDC. And, and study and publish about uh, so on, saying that is important. Why? To have competition. Mm. Because if you have a fragile money, you need to protect them. And if you protect, you avoid competition. So what I find very, very interesting from, from what you have just said is that you basically come to this whole discussion on, you know, CBDC and digitization of money, not necessarily from a um, uh, you know, technology perspective, what most people would like to, or what most people would actually do, because they believe that technology brings these, um, uh, these, this change, right? But you come rather from an economic analysis, right? So my next question maybe to you would be, what would you say are the essential steps in the discussion about, you know, this time that we're living where we see Uh, very new different forms of types of money and you know this whole phase of digitization of money so what needs to be done uh, in in order to have this discussion on a on a very um, uh, in a very good and uh, productive way right and, and do you need uh, uh, or do you see uh, really a need for for change uh, with regards to our monetary yes. system Yes, uh, uh, before let me let me Manuel because you mentioned the technology and and one thing is that I do not uh, uh, expert in technology, but what I am sure is that innovation of technology m moves the world. I mean, technologies are really what augment the productivity and so on. Then the big driver, uh, if, if you see the last uh, one century and a half, have been all the innovation on technology, internet, aviation, and so on and so on. No, the question is that I, 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 I think that precisely there is a relation between technology and, and regulation a regulation that assign well the role of the state and the role of the market and and then because uh, uh, sometimes we talk about deregulation liberalization and it's true because we should have a, a payment system totally in competition and so on but the state maintain the roles i mean uh, sometimes we should say it's a re-regulation the state should go out from telling the bankers how to manage their risk. That is a, a decision that is uh, totally private, but they should see the problems of protection and consumer protection of uh, the use of data, the, the, the market, the state should defend the market. In this case, for instance, it's very important that what we decide is interoperable and you don't have locking effects and, and so on. Then there are many, many regulations of the state, but the regulation to say you don't, you, you should not give uh, 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 equity 
uh, to finance a startup because Basel III prohibits me to, to have a data and I could uh, increase your debt, but I cannot increase your equity. If you have the market, probably, and you don't have the system we have, probably you will see setting. Then I, I think that technology, why is related to, to uh, uh, introduce free competition in monetary and banking system? And I should say monetary and banking because they are actually, currently, uh, extremely linked. And one of the, the decisions important in all liberalization, telecommunication and so on, is this word unbundling. And bundling the activities that should be monopolized, nets in the telecommunication, airports in transportation, and other activities that should be provided in total competition, airlines, uh, uh, net, and, and here we should do that. Then it's important because uh, what uh, the, the new inno the innovation, of course, a monopoly can introduce innovation. But what is important is that the innovation that is forced by competition because you introduce the innovation not the innovation that you think are good the innovation that provide good services at a good cost to the people and then that's why competition and 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 and, and innovation goes together mm -hmm. I, I, they are important there are sometimes and allow me there are some sectors where you didn't have uh, 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 monopolies or regulation and then the new technologies enter and change the the system without need of of new regulations for instance when you go from the the writing machine the, to the processor the text processor well that was open and and the machine disappeared or the digital photography from the celluloid photography. Well, they started to do and nobody changed because you had free market. But there are sectors that are regulated that you need to dismantle the monopoly. Because if you don't dismantle the monopoly, you don't unbundle activities, you don't introduce competition with regulation and so on and separate the monopolistic, uh, uh, that's why it's, it's close. You need a, a deregulation policy and you don't need a deregulation policy, for instance, in tourism. If we have booking, trip advisor and so on, it's because uh, the, the travel agencies no, would not wear regulated. If they were regulated with protection and so on, we would need to <laughs> deregulate travel agencies. But if not, they have been reduced to a certain time. No? Mm -hmm. Then, uh, uh, I, and I go to, to, your first, to your question, the essential. The essential I see is the comparison, compare the different monies, uh, if they serve to these to this three bigs, uh, objectives public stability, efficient monetary policy, and competition. And then, uh, uh, and we should study the, the, the current, digital currency, the deposit, because we spend a lot of time uh, the, seeing the, the risk and problems of a stable coin, of CBDC, and so on. But a deposit, uh, one deposit, have these three problems more than the other uh, companies. Then what we need is to study because we have accepted the idea uh, of no, you do not, you should not do, you should not do harm to banks. Uh, well, uh, uh, it's okay, but if the if the deposits are harming, 
<laughs> I mean, the, the hypocritical idea is, of course, you shouldn't do not harm to the patient. But uh, if the patient have a, a serious problem, sometimes you have to cut and to open the body and so on and do many things. I mean, then that's why I think we have not study the problems in in deep of the current system and but if you compare with the other it's clear for instance with cbdc cbdc do not need a lender of last resort why because cbdc is fiat money but the the deposit the bank deposit are not money are not fiat money they are a promise to pay fiat money and that's why the the cbdc is is a, a safe asset is a not risky financially asset, but uh, the problem is that we are using, it's, it's curious, we are using as money a risky financial asset. Mm. And then if, if you have CBDC, if all we have, well, we, we, we see very well because in the 19th century it was the same with the physical money. The, the notes printed and issued by private banks were the majority and you are, and, and they decided with the PILA Act and, and, and other countries and now all the money, uh, the physical money is public. But before you have money, and why? Because they have continuously crisis. It's true that along these centuries with uh, warranty of deposit, lender of last resort, uh, uh, taxpayers for bail money, we have built a, 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 a good construction to avoid the problem of deposits. But the question is that if you have CBDC, you have safe money, sovereign money, you don't need lender of last resort. You don't need warranty of deposit. You don't need resolution funds. When I see my, my friends, my old friends, the, the Minister of Economy of Spain, going every three months to discuss how to get a banking union in Europe, and the question is how we organize a warranty of deposits, how we organize a resolution fund. And, 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 and the question is if, if you have a, a, a CBDC, you don't need that. You have a, a monetary union. Because the problem, as Thomas Mayer say uh, sometimes, is we don't have a, a monetary union in Europe. We have a, a, a cash union. Because uh, the notes are the same in Germany, Cyprus, Greece, or whatever, but the, the deposits are different. It depends the state behind. And that's why I think that if we go comparing the problems, the CBDC, you gain in stability, you gain also in monetary policy, because monetary policy now is indirect. The, the, the central bank do not control the supply. They should intervene and manipulate the interest rate to get what they uh, think they are going to get. But unfortunately, during the bubble before the Lehman Brothers and during the low recovery, we, the central bank, didn't get what we wanted <laughs> because the banks did <laughs> other things for many good reasons because the banks could not provide credit reducing interest rate because people was full of debt. It's not a problem of the bankers. The bankers are not bad. The, <laughs> the central bankers are not bad. They do what they, 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 that is possible with this system. And then that has opened the possibility. And I think it is important not to see what are the problems of introducing CBDC and so on that we should study, of course, but we should study the problems of the current system. So, so maybe to summarize, I think that the, there was a lot of very interesting information. And maybe to summarize, 
you say that you would basically or that we should basically understand the current situation and think of how a new type of money that is currently in front of our eyes being formed right so we see it in the stablecoin area we see it with the discussion around tokenized deposits and especially also in the discussion around cbdc that we should step back and analyze the current system and analyze the current potential problems that there are and then come up with a decision on how we want to uh, go forward right and i mean you uh, already said it you are a clear proponent of a CBDC, right? So not only a CBDC, which uh, might be discussed currently uh, within the central banks around the world, where you have a you know small fraction of the money supply that is uh, provided in the form of a CBDC, but rather you know a shift to CBDC, let's say, right? Uh, so maybe a question to you: What would be the economic results you expect from such a shift to CBDC? Is it something that is clear or is it something that needs to be studied further? And uh, yeah, what are your views on, on, on this and what do you expect? Which results do you expect? Well, once, once you have all, all money public fiat through CBDC or through the system of stable coin backed by 100% and so on, uh, then the benefits are clear. The benefits are that you do not have the problems we have now you will have stability, you will not have the problems of uh, uh, bankruptcy affecting the, 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 the flow of money because we, we call about banking crisis and people think of in credit. No, the problem of a banking crisis is the money crisis. The problem is that you have linked money to a risky asset and then a banking crisis is a money crisis and, and, and that is something that you cannot accept. That's why we have uh, in Spain give to banks 60,000 million uh, euros and in Germany 35,000 to Commerce Bank and so on and so on, because you cannot accept being one week without, <laughs> without blood. The, <laughs> the economy dies. No? Then that's why uh, uh, the, the, the best thing is that you don't have stability problems. You could have a more efficient uh, monetary policy because you could manage the creation of money now is in the hands of the state. You don't need to manipulate the interest rate. That this is very important. We have now negative interest rate. Negative interest rate never happened in a market. Never one person would lend and say, I am going to give you 100,000 euros. And at the end of the year, I am going to give you 2,000 two, <laughs> euros. And so, no, it's impossible. It's the result of the intervention of the state, of heavy intervention of the state, then this manipulation of the interest rate is, is terrible because probably w you could have lower and higher interest rate if you allow that the market define the interest rate without intervention. Because you could, of course, increase money supply and the interest rates will go down and you will reduce and you, but, but that is other very important, no? This situation with negative interest rates have many, many problems and, and well, and people do not understand that. I mean, and it's obvious, no? And uh, the other is that possibility to, to, to introduce competition. Why? Now we cannot in, introduce competition with banks and then some people are devising ideas to, to damage and to introduce problems in CBDC and so on to avoid competition. Why? 
well because uh, this is a, a really a, 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 a fragile uh, asset and, and I cannot introduce competition because uh, the, the usual way to, to, to of, uh, mm, uh, with competition is that uh, 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 business that do not offer and they don't gain money, they disappear without any problem. But one bank do not disappear without creating any problem. <laughs> I mean, then, uh, uh, that's why, well, I, 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 I had to explain in Spain that it was very important to provide taxpayer money because if not, the, the 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 solution but why people do not see that because all the protections are successful and well we uh, we uh, but the problem is that we we uh, as as in the past we need we didn't have any other alternative those protections were fully justified lender of last resort and fully justify because we the only possibility we have was bank money for different reasons but now that the technology could give to everybody uh, fiat money different ways cbdc sovereign but uh, we could provide uh, access to the fiat money to all the population uh, and we don't need to protect the the public uh, the, the private providers the payment providers and or not the credit providers why we need this enormous intervention of the state but this intervention of the state have a role of anesthesia when i uh, when i uh, talk with my friends and i see the deposit money are not safe why well they are safe during that crisis nobody in the world has not recovered the money of course yes but you know how much taxpayer money has been necessary to do that and they think that that's a different question, <laughs> different problem, no? And they are against that, curiously. And I am in favor of safe, of safe banks, <laughs> of bailout mouth, because if we don't change, if we don't change the system, all those interventions of the state, all this intervention in the interest rate, the manipulation of central bank, is necessary. It's fully justified. Mm -hmm. It's for the good reasons. Mm -hmm. But now, the technology and a, a regulation based in market for the uh, provision of, of certain financial services and payments open the possibility not having this intervention of the state that is not necessary. The state should intervene in the new world that we are going to have in many questions, interoperability, uh, uh, defense of competition, data using, uh, what happens when the, yes, the, the stable coin could fail that immediately you could be substituted by other uh, payment provider. Many, many things that should be regulators, but the, 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 the state should not uh, uh, manipulate the interest rate and the state should not lend to to some uh, uh, companies because they need liquidity okay you have the market mm. as everybody or the state should not uh, many things have uh, the taxpayers paid that's why i think that this is uh, uh, important no mm. and so so very interesting points so what you mentioned of, of among others is that commercial banks have a very special role currently right because uh, you know, you mentioned it, they create the vast majority of the money supply and they have these um, uh, enormous, uh, let's say, advantages whereby they can get liquidity from the state and but on the other side, on the other hand, need to comply with this enormous 
uh, regulation that uh, the state uh, enforces on them. So in a role uh, or in a world where there's a more prevalent role of CBDC in our current money system and in, uh, in the current money supply, right? Which role of commercial banks do you then see in such a system in which CBDC is probably also the main form of money? So do you say we don't need banks anymore or uh, are banks well, still no, a vital well, part? Well, yeah. If you see a banks like uh, the, 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 the enterprise that we have, that they have the probably the best uh, uh, professionals and they know to do many things and they are important, I think that the new world, the banks will play an important role, but doing different things transforming them. I mean, that's the, 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 the idea. The, the banks are enterprise. We should... Uh, uh, my idea is, if, if you didn't have banks, uh, tomorrow we'll introduce CBDC and stablecoin without any problems. But we have the banks. And the banks, if you don't do any transition, any good transition, are going to suffer and you are going to pay because they are going to <laughs> to go bankrupt and they are going to have problems. Then the transition is always very important in liberalization because you cannot say, well, we uh, the, you you should uh, do the things to to get that the old players uh, play the new form to play. I mean, what is important is that the banks should transform and decide to be important participants in as payment providers an important participant in credit uh, well credit to families and a small medium enterprise because you know that most of the credit to enterprise is now in the market i mean the the, the liabilities in 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 europe of uh, uh, of banks in in non-financial enterprises is a 30 percent but in the state is now 8%. Then really the, the credit is concentrated in households and, and small and medium enterprises. No? But of course, it's in, in, that, in that even a small franc is an important function. And, but they should provide credit differently because they, sh they are not going to take the money and uh, uh, have the profit uh, between the interest and the deposit because they, can, they are going to, if they want to be provider of payments, should provide with an enterprise and with other enterprises provide credit. The problem is that uh, the, the, the definition of a bank now is a deposit institution that lend. Then it's together. Lending and uh, creation of money or uh, uh, payments. And the new world, you would need to separate that. Because uh, uh, that is nothing, nothing uh, good if you, you have all the problems. Then uh, what I think is that uh, uh, we should uh, think in in the transition. In in uh, sometimes I, I I say we should help bank to stop being banks. <laughs> then, <laughs> I mean, uh, in the sense that they should separate and they because the idea of banks now is deposit and lending all together. No, then uh, uh, and that is something very important to the success of uh, the now. I see uh, three positions to the transition, three positions in, in, in face of something that is clear, that there is a bad impact in banks. 
uh, because they are going to lose clients and they are going to have many many problems i mean that when when i see uh, uh, papers saying well that is not important no no that is crucial i mean and there are three three ideas one is that of that comes from the crypto the stable coins that they don't talk about that they say well i i i i i am sure that i am going to offer services i am going to take the 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 the, the business and it's not my my problem if the banks disappear i i uh, this is well a free market approach and i don't like it because the industry of banks is very important. In, in Europe, we have uh, near 3 million people working in banks. And, and you have enormous cap human capital there. Then that's why that would be, uh, I understand from the point of view of a, a stable coin, because, well, uh, better, I don't speak. No. The other that I don't like is some central banks are damaging the CBDC and the new money to protect the banks. For instance, the idea happily forget it of introducing negative interest rates in CBDC, that is probably the most uh, incredible idea, but they limit the utilization that, for instance, the ECB is doing. No? Then you are, is a way of helping that is bad because you are protecting the bank, but they are not, have no any incentive in being providers of CBDC and so on. Then, and the, the third formula uh, of transition that I think we should design is how to help them to act and provide payment services and so on and learn to, to do without the support of the state. And, and what I think as the, even if this uh, means a lot of money, I mean, once you have the banks providing, the, the old banks providing payment services and credit with platform or whatever, no? uh, the amount of money, the amount of subsidy to help banks in different forms, warranties and so on, and lends from the central banks is the idea of Dear Nippel and, and Brunmeier in Sartre. Uh, well, uh, uh, many, many different, uh, uh, if you you don't need lender resort, you don't need warranty of deposit, if you don't need to help banks with bankruptcy, the amount of money that you save is enormous. I explain in Spain this because uh, when I was Secretary of State of Economy, we privatized SEAT, a, a car company. And we lent, uh, we, we, sold, we sell to Volkswagen. And we pay to Volkswagen 36,000 millions of pesetas, that was not euros, 36,000 millions. And it was an outcry, it was, it's incredible. You give the company to uh, this German <laughs> producer and in addition to that, you pay. Well, what happened? The, that Seat was losing 50,000 uh, pesetas every year. Then in September, we were gaining <laughs> we were gaining because we, we, we don't know what Volkswagen did, but we didn't pay 50,000 uh, 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 millions of pesetas. That was the, the negative, uh, uh, the, the losses of the time. Then that's why I think we should be very generous in helping banks. Because what we need, instead of the, the formula that now some central banks are uh, studying, and 
and for other reasons, because of course now central banks are designing the CBDC and they say, well, I introduced this limitation and so on. But they are not thinking that what we could see if the Americans decide to uh, authorize stable coin with 100% uh, backed by reserves, is that it would be impossible to introduce limits to stable coins. You imagine <laughs> Europe saying, well, you you could uh, uh, have a stable coin, but with a limit of 3,000 euros. I mean, it's, it's impossible. Then it is better that you understand that you should do a different way to help banks. It is important to help banks, yes. It is important to see the effects if you have this free market approach. Well, we allow and we don't. No, it is important to help banks. It's important because it's important that they transform because you have a, a lot of human capital, a, 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 a people that knows mm -hmm. how to, to do payments and how to, to lend. Then it's absurd not to, to help them to, to do that. But of course, with competition, mm -hmm. with other companies, with other people. And then that's why I think it's, it's crucial. This question of transition is crucial in this case. Very interesting aspects, and also, you know, taking um, position as a as a you know supporter of of banks and trying to help them uh, to survive this maybe also upcoming competition from other players in the market, right? And this is something that I would like to you know focus on for the last minutes now in this uh, discussion here, because we see a lot of competition uh, that not only banks uh, f face from central banks with CBDCs, but also from stablecoin providers, right? Um, so an enormous growth uh, has happened over the last year when it comes to assets under management from these stablecoin providers. Um, uh, hundreds and thousands of percent of growth. Um, so so do you what, what role do you see of, of these stablecoins? Yeah? Do you see them um, coexisting? Uh, next to CBDC, um, uh, do you see a, a you know a rule that forbids them? Um, and if you believe that they should coexist, how should they coexist? So how should they be regulated? Um, yes, that yeah. that the last the last part of your question is important because we should I, I, I we should distinguish be between two two kinds of stablecoin. One that they have an algorithm, they have reserves, uh, the composition, deposit, bank deposit, and so on, even, even treasuries of the state, and so on, and so on, that have a lot of problems, have a lot of problems if you try to consider and incorporate as money that. But I think that the idea of a stable coin fully backed 100% by uh, fiat money, by the money, public money, sovereign money, as by the way the, 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 the Biden uh, executive order talks that in the center of our reforms would be sovereign money, and they use the, the, the word of sovereign money. No? Well, what happens that this idea, in fact, is, a, is, a, is an old idea, is the idea of Chicago plan. Then, and it's a very interesting idea because you could get the same results like the CBDC, but you allow more freedom to introduce competition to the private, uh, uh, to the payment providers. 
and you don't get the same public objectives if it is well regulated, of course. If it is well regulated and you see all the problems of transparency and so on and so on. But, uh, uh, and you don't have the problems of being backed by uh, reserves. For instance, the best reserves. Now, they use, they use the C-Coin, for instance. Now, they are backed by cash and treasuries of the United States. Well, it's an enormous step if you compare with the bank deposits. I mean, they, they, they don't need <laughs> lender or large resort. They don't need any protection and so on. But there is a possibility well, uh, minimal possibility that the United States uh, could have problems and you could have problems because now we thought that mortgages didn't have problems and we had, no? And now we think that the uh, treasuries of the United States is the... But it's not as safe as fiat. That is one thing. And the other is that if you do that and use this coin or whatever, uh, have uh, success, you are uh, creating many many problems in the uh, in, in, in the market of treasuries because you are going to have a demand of course if the uh, Janet Yellen is, is is blind I say well that is wonderful because I don't need to to think how to sell my security because the the stable coin will buy but that is terrible I mean is is and well and especially for instance in Europe would be near impossible because uh, no uh, you, you don't have that no and then that's why i think that the the idea of a stable coin uh, uh, and and i think that they should coexist why because i see for instance waller the the the, the american no uh, fed uh, governor that said well we should support stable coin and and not working to launch CBDC. Why? Because I think that uh, probably stablecoin would be thrown by big enterprise and so on, but you could have many service providers that have a limited number of people of a small business and you want to give a certain services and so on, and you, could, you should use, even if you are a small provider, you should use the, the, the fiat to 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 give services I, I i i think we should have all fiat money cash cbdc and and stable going in fact i say that it's an old idea but it's also is similar to the very recent idea of tobias adrian and the people of the imf that they call synthetic uh, cbdc in fact, it's the same. They receive an, an, an not well-funded criticism by the BIS research people. No, They say, well, that is not a liability of central bank. Well, uh, we should be pragmatic. If this solved the big problems we have of stability, of monetary policy, because they could not create the money if they have to have all that, and, and the competition, we should accept that. All, all, all. Uh, the 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 reform should be pragmatic and well, and you should not prohibit cash. You should not prohibit stable coins if they are well uh, uh, regulated, of course, no. With uh, back it at ten percent. That that's my idea. That we we should have that. And if not, well, we we will have problems. I I see that the stable coins without back one hundred percent have problems because. Bitcoin and others do not have have could have many problems, but do not have problems for as as competitors of money. But stable coins, bad regulated, 
could uh, have a lot of problems and you should clearly say well i am going to consider and give the consideration of legal tender and so on and so on and many things to this kind of stable coin of course you cannot prohibit it other kind of stable coins but you should give in the prospect and you should tell to the people that is uh, a promise to pay is not based is not backed by the state and so on and so on no but uh, the, the, the 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 frontier should be clear between what is money and 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 financial asset mm -hmm. is what we do not have now because now we use as money financial assets <laughs> That, that that was very interesting uh, to me, and I really liked also the reference to, you know, the criticism of backing stablecoins with uh, government bonds, and um, I found it very very interesting this whole topic. Uh, and I have been listening to a couple of uh, podcasts and also read some papers of Caitlin Long uh, recently, and mm. uh, she also made this uh, argument very very clearly in her podcasts, uh, showing that, you know. Having a token that is backed by government debt and government bonds, which is one of the scarcest assets that we have currently in our financial system. Everybody wants to hold government bonds because these are the uh, riskless assets there are. But given that the central bank has bought basically all of them, there is a clear lack of government bonds in the market. right? And if we now introduce a, a regulation whereby we, um, uh, you know, make sure that stablecoins are backed by these extremely scarce assets, then we have another pressure mm. on this uh, asset, right? And what is ample in our current system? What is so much uh, uh, in existence, but which is not used? It's central bank money sitting in the balance sheet of yeah. commercial banks, right? And if we now mm. um, use these funds that are now not used, right? Uh, they sit idle on the balance sheet of the of the commercial banks and provide access maybe to uh, central bank balance sheet to other uh, non-banking financial sector participants for example stablecoins then these ample reserves could actually be used and mm. have other uh, very impressive economic effects right you would have uh, riskless money that cannot be uh, used this, these backends cannot be used for pledging and uh, reapplication. So uh, in, in our uh, government bond system, you can pledge and pledge and pledge and pledge the same bond. Yes. So you get yes. a lot of leverage in the system. So I, I find it really interesting this yeah. aspect. Too. Okay. Yeah. Well, Miguel, thank you so much for your time and these very yeah. interesting uh, insights from you. It was very nice and very interesting listening to what you have said. Also. Uh, the first question with your personal uh, motivation to still, uh, instead of retiring, uh, play a large role in this whole space, right? So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to further discussions with you and uh, uh, very happy to have you in the Digital Euro Association. Thank you. Thank you, Manuel, for having me. And let me say that I am very impressed by the success of uh, Digital Euro Association. It has been a, a fantastic idea and and really the success is uh, excellent i yeah. am pleased to cooperate with you sounds good let's do this okay. <laughs> thanks a lot bye bye